0: none of that's going to be in the show so we're starting we're starting right here
1: oh uh, did i i pressed record right or did i only say yeah i I did i'm recording i'm recording (laughs) this is this is the
2: show is an hour of lex confirming that he is recording (laughs) no it's uh no it's only five minutes
0: of that and then it's an hour spent discussing in detail the new star wars trailer i hate you no (laughs) dance for dan's edification dan has not seen it Dan has not seen it, and so Dan needs to have this information <laughs> so
1: <I'm... laughs> what's hilarious to me is i've seen it I've seen the trailer, and i haven't even seen all the star wars movies but i, I... I
0: that's a Come on, Dan. Get, get your house in order, Dan. I, got I
1: don't want to
2: be spoiled. Oh, God. I just, I, uh, my expectations are already so high. I'm trying to level them out a little <laughs> how bit. How could you ever
1: be disappointed? Uh, yes, I right. saw <laughs> shitty three movies. That's how. Here's, here's what I'm, so this is why I was sad today. Because I was realizing, I don't know if I have anything in my life that makes me feel the way that this movie and this trailer is making a lot of people I know feel. And like I wonder if there's a hole in my soul. Children? <laughs> no, yeah, I mean I feel okay. I love my children, but like I don't think you <laughs> feel about that... Star Wars the way that I feel about my children. I think that it's a different thing.
2: Well, I would it's... yeah. I don't know. I feel pretty fond towards your kids. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I, I feel like I must be missing something. I don't know.
2: There is no... I mean, I don't know. I don't feel the way uh, about football that you do. So, you know, right, maybe but like... I, uh, and so I will
1: say... Uh, now, you have to be kind of... Uh, know the Eagles and or the Giants fairly well to understand this. But when I was hyping myself up for this week's Monday Night Football game where the Eagles crushed the New York Football Giants, uh, I thought that the Eagles were going to lose. So ahead of time... It
2: doesn't seem fair that one of the teams is named the Football Giants. That right. just seems like...
1: There's <laughs> yeah. a, a weird choice
2: putting it in the name like that. Yeah,
1: you know? But we... Um, I, I was watching... Um, clips of some great games in that rivalry's history. Uh, And there's this one game, and not to get too into football, because that's not quite the point of the show, although it will be later when we get to the ads. Um, (laughs) But there is a a game where the Eagles won with a walk-off Punt return for a touchdown where the Eagles had been losing the entire time, and then the they're supposed to like clearly going to go to overtime. The punter punts it, and the Eagles run the punt return in for a touchdown. And every time I watch that clip, I get teary eyed. So I was like, <laughs> that's and I watched it like three times yesterday. and It happened each time, and I'm like, what the hell is wrong with me? And that's I think the closest I can get to this. But this like you're like I can't even watch the trailer because I need to experience this like virginally when the movie comes out, and I. I, I want to, lo- like, even when a Weird Al Yankovic album comes out, which I think is the thing I'm, like, the, the most excited about in popular culture, I don't tear up. And I just, I want to appreciate something the way that Dan appreciates Star Wars. That's my point.
2: I And I, you know, it's weird. It, it definitely is that innate reaction. I mean, I was thinking the sports thing. I mean, you know, when the Red Sox won the World Series after 86 years, I definitely, you know, that, that evoked an emotional reaction. Sure. Um, and so that was, but that was still a different thing. It was a different thing because that was sort of like an anxious on your edge of the seat. Is this going to happen? Is this really going to happen? Whereas this feels more like a, oh my God, like this is such a huge touchstone, not only culturally, but for me personally, as someone who in large part, you know, became a writer because of my love for this world and this, this, uh, work of fiction that, you know, the idea that not only there is new work coming out in this realm, but also that it, Might not suck. (laughs) It's really kind of overwhelming. More importantly, yeah. I mean, back in April, I was in the room, you know, I went to the Star Wars celebration just, you know, to nerd out. And we were in the room when J.J. Abrams showed the the second teaser for the first time. Did you close your eyes? No, I watched that one. It was incredible. Like just the, to be in a room with like 5,000 other people. It was kind of like being at an Apple event. Like to be in a room with 5,000 other people that were all like, like live ooing and was there, is was there all his BBs. The was there
0: also like one one Hans Moleman who was there saying, saying boo-erns? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Also J.J. Abrams asked us to all turn our Wi-Fi off. Uh, and (laughs) yeah, right. (laughs) Well, but I mean, that was different for me because that was for me unabashedly as a fan. Whereas when I go to Apple events, I'm working and I am not going, I I don't really sit around applauding for things because it's like, this, my job is to cover this as a, you know, if not unbiased, at least someone who's being impartial.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I do. Yeah,
2: it is a pretense. <laughs> we all agree on that. Yeah, yeah, all clear. I do
1: hate but, the the reporters clapping at Apple events, so I agree with you on that. I don't a get little. it. Uh, yeah.
2: I, there are journalists times, there's I love, some
1: love and respect too. in this space where everything they like, if they could only post positive things. If they can never say anything negative about Apple, I'm not saying that they're – I'm not using a term like fanboys or anything else, which I know we all hate. But there is something – like you are not an Apple journalist if you only can be enthused about what Apple releases, I guess is my take.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I think criticism where criticism do is really important. And, you know, and so that's the difference for me is like, I that's always trying to use at least a critical eye or a, you know, think about it critically, whereas something like this, where I'm just unabashedly a fan of the property, it's it's freeing, it's liberating, um, So, yeah, I don't know. But I'm I'm very I am stuck at this point not to make this entire podcast about the Star Wars trailer. But <laughs> I, I just,
1: let's do it. Hell, Let's do it. Uh, no, uh, and you haven't seen it.
2: <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, that's the thing for me is I feel very comfortable with everything that I have seen right now, like in terms of the level of stuff that I know. And there are so many movies these days that ruin. They're just like you go and you watch a two and a half minute trailer and it's like, I don't need to see the movie now. And a lot of times these are movies that maybe I wasn't going to see in the first place. But I do think that they give too much away. There's less mystery. And it's marketing is ruling the show rather than sort of the creative impulse. And so that's why I'm sort of teetering on this is that the idea that and also because I've spent so many times watching trailers and the like over the past decade that, you know, you figure out the beats. There's a lot that you can infer and a lot you can put together, especially as someone who writes things and looks at stories you know, for so much of, you know, what I do, I feel like I'm pretty confident in my ability to sort of dissect these things and and deduce things just from watching them. And maybe I'm wrong about some of them, but at the same time, it's like, I don't, I don't necessarily want to have that much ammunition to think about over the next. I feel like,
0: but I feel like I've been wrong more times than, than I've been right. Actually. I mean, like what, like the, for instance, the Prometheus, (laughs) the Prometheus, thank you. I'm glad we all agree on something. The Prometheus trailer, for instance, um, I thought that was going to be a good movie watching the trailer (laughs) (laughs) and lo and behold, it was a really bad movie. So you
1: know like honestly not knowing a whole not knowing anywhere near what you guys know about the star wars universe i was surprised when they revealed that darth maul was darth vader's father in this one (laughs) like i was like why how did they give that away already but other than that
0: oh lex how oh, Lex. I know. So, it's, I mean, Star Wars is kind of a, you know, Star Trek and Star Wars for me both have a very emotional. The they, exactly, because they're almost exactly the same thing. <laughs> they both have a very big emotional appeal because Star Trek came out in the 60s and was a big touchstone. And then, you know, as someone who well, came, who came up during in? that 30 40. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. I mean, I was, you know, I was in graduate school um, as someone who who was. <laughs> A youngster back then and enjoyed the heck out of Star Trek, you had to walk through and I tweeted about this on Twitter. You had to walk through this wasteland of science fiction of the 70s to get to Star Wars. I mean, that was like, you know, you were (laughs) it was it was rough going for a long time. Yeah. And then finally, Star Wars came out and things changed a little bit because they actually were like because, you know, effectively. Star Trek was a failure in prime time television and only a success in syndication. And so nobody wanted to bet on science fiction. They, they all just thought, Oh, science fiction is not, no one's going to watch science fiction. And then star Wars came around and changed that.
2: And everyone was like, Oh crap. turns out we don't know. anything." <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you make good science fiction, then people will watch. it.
1: Whoops. Uh, did you guys see the Martian? Cause I saw that one.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. I did not. I'm oh, really behind damn. on movies. Dan, Dan, we should, we Dan, should have a podcast. more in ruining, <laughs> <about>
1: ruining everything. <laughs> yeah. I don't
2: see. <laughs> so Lex
0: and I have seen things that Dan has not seen.
1: Trailers. And I was not ex- I was
0: not expecting that. Yeah. This <laughs> is, a weird, <laughs> it is a weird, bizarre world that we this live in. This is very strange.
1: Now, to be clear, I only saw the Star Wars trailer because they showed it during the Eagles game. <laughs> during halftime. They did hyped not it the go. entire time. And they're like, not hey. not seek it out. We show- so I was like, you know what? I have really to life the bathroom like oh i guess i should watch this star wars trailer because it's all everybody's gonna be talking about Yeah, so i watched it i probably would have watched it online afterwards yeah uh however i only watched it once while Moltz and others tweeted about watching it like 500 times in a row (laughs) i've I've watched
0: watched it i've watched it several times let's just say that (laughs) uh so uh we can order maybe we'll have apple tvs next week
1: oh yeah tim cook says that there's their pre-order starts soon
0: Pre-orders start Monday, right? And, and then they ship, start
2: shipping by the end of the week. By the end of the week,
1: will you yeah. be pre-ordering? Yeah. Oh, I will
2: yeah. be pre-ordering. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm seriously worried about, like, is this going to be an, an iPhone situation where I have to wake up at 3 in the morning? Because I'm really hoping yeah. it isn't.
1: Well, so, yeah. okay. I understand people who, you know, waited up last night to pre-order their tickets for the movie because they want to see it first. Because, you know, if you're trying to avoid being spoiled, yes, you want to see Star Wars the instant it comes out. But do you need to pre-order the Apple TV first? Could you wait two weeks to get your Apple TV and be fine?
2: I mean, if it were not for the fact that I am planning on writing a bunch of stuff about uh, it. Okay. Yeah. You get
1: an excuse. Yeah. What's, John, what's, what
2: about you, John? What's his excuse? He
0: never <laughs> writes anything. A, I need anymore. a new Apple
2: TV. Oh, right.
0: <laughs> Mine keeps rebooting all the time.
1: I got How's another that? thing that's not an Apple TV and that it's not a Roku. Um, I got a, another thing now. I got the TiVo Mini after Jason Snell finally convinced me. Oh, really? Um, so my wife... Uh, My wife wants to treadmill more. We'll go with that versus getting into the whole thing. But um, (laughs) so my wife is 800 (laughs) pounds. No, My my wife's doctor wants her to to walk more. So she wants to treadmill more. And so we've had a Roku on the TV that's by the treadmill so that she could watch stuff. But she's also uh, where we used to only watch TV series together, you know, current run TV series. She now has a growing uh, repertoire of shows that she watches that I have no interest in like Once Upon a Time. And so we found a great way to motivate her to watch those would be that she... Or to, to treadmill would be to, to make it that that's where she watches those shows that I don't watch with her. But there was no great way to get them there because they're on the TiVo that's in our living room. Not the, There is no TiVo in the basement. So the TiVo Mini can serve as a set-top box that does, you know, your Netflix and your Amazon and your whatever else. But it can also stream from other TiVos in the house. And so now we've, we've got a... And all of the above way for her to watch those things. So I definitely am not in the market for an Apple TV because now I have five or si- no, six set top devices in the house and three televisions. So yeah, I'm but not, I don't need them any good, really. I'm not care- I love my Rokus. I tolerate my Apple TV. My Apple TV actually did a fine job of streaming the Eagles game via the ESPN app yesterday.
2: Uh, I'm, I, my Amazon Fire TV is fine. It's
1: fine. <laughs> you used to love that thing.
2: It is, but now I've been swayed by what the new Apple TV could offer. Maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe I, will, maybe I will try the new Apple TV, and I will think this doesn't work the way it was promised to me. But <laughs> it seems to—well, so here's the thing. The Fire TV was a huge improvement on the second and third generation Apple TVs. Right. The Apple TV, the new—God oh, damn it. Fourth generation Apple TV? What are we calling this? Yeah. Uh, you know— uh, Jim Bob. We're calling it Jim Bob. The Jim Bob seems like a big improvement on the Fire TV, so you know it is a leapfrog thing. I mean, and and I haven't tested out because I haven't gotten it yet. Which is, they're supposed to be adding um, Alexa support to the Fire TV.
1: They did, they did indeed.
2: They, they 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 sorry they they rolled out a new model that has it. They're supposed to be bringing it via software update to the older models. Oh, that has not pretty- happened yet. Um, but it's there's a software update coming at some point in the next month or two. Um, that should bring that and so i'm curious to see how that compares with siri um, and whether or not you know they they're sort of on par or one of them is better than the other my 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 feeling on the matter is that siri will be superior based on the kind of things i've seen it you know it demoed to do but i don't know
1: the overlays that siri does in the apple tv the new apple tv are cool no question i think well
2: and the stuff i mean just the the sort of The sort of stuff that is kind of a little more out of the box in what it can do in terms of things like I love the idea of the what did he say feature where it like jumps back ten seconds and turns the subtitles on automatically,
1: which the Roku has done for two years with your voice. No, you just push the back (laughs) button. You have to talk like that, though. You have to push the button.
2: You just (laughs) what did he say? Ah, Roku. Well nobody cares about the roku likes that 's what we 're learning. <laughs> I do feel bad for them wow. a bit when they are in the thing where it 's like, "Oh yes, this thing that we 've done forever. Hey, guys, hey, what about us? Hey uh-huh. they 're like third party candidates yeah it 's just like they can 't get in <laughs> they can 't get in so um, and but i mean here 's the thing, and I think this is the fundamental problem where Roku is sort of going to have the hardest time is that both Amazon and Apple have spent a lot of time developing platforms and bringing in technologies that they're leveraging from other products that they make. Siri is not an Apple TV product. It is a product across their, you know, uh, the iOS line, and they're leveraging that in the Apple TV. Uh, Alexa is an Amazon product that they've used in other things, and they're bringing that into the Fire TV. I don't think Roku has the resources to compete when it comes to those other kinds of technologies because stuff like that, that's really complicated. Like you could make a system that does what the Fire TV does, the older Fire TV does now, and just have it do a voice search. I feel like Roku could probably do that. But when you start getting into things like dealing with AI and like parsing questions and stuff like that, it's so far beyond their core competencies that I don't think they have any way of competing.
1: I don't know. We'll see. I don't think Roku's going anywhere. I think they're going to keep on making a lot of successful devices. Cause like, I don't think anybody is owning this space so far. You know what I mean? That's
2: no, I, that's nice. I mean, that's the, yeah. the best thing about this is that it is a multi-party race. Unlike so many of the other markets where it's like, you know, Oh, we're basically talking about iOS versus Android in the smartphone market. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and that's complicated a little bit by all the different OEMs and whatever, but you know, <laughs>
1: and the fire phone
2: and the fire phone and the windows phone. Um, <laughs> But, in BlackBerry. Let's not forget BlackBerry. <laughs> Please, let's forget BlackBerry. But you're right. The, the living room is wide open. There are a lot of different players. Get out of my
1: living room, Dan. Your living room is wide
2: open. <laughs> There's so much
0: space I'm here. You can
2: really stretch TV. out. He's in, a, um, he's in your new living room. <laughs> 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 but, uh... At the same, but the, like the problem or the interesting part of it is that there's all these different players, it's not just the tech companies, right? Yep. Because you've got like the cable and satellite companies that want a piece of it and the TV makers want a piece of it. Like everybody's still jockeying for that. There's a ton of possibility there. And I, that's why I keep buying new devices because like maybe these guys will get it right.
1: Right. Yeah. And I, I think the reality is that as creative as people can get in this space, and they will, like what Apple's doing with Siri is creative. At the end of the day, you just want to watch stuff, right? And so, as long as the devices let you watch stuff and stay out of your way, otherwise, I think. I think that they're going to be much more comparable than a lot of other things. Like they say that the new fire TV is faster than the old fire TV, but I, I don't imagine that you're sitting there being, boy, I wish that this was faster because the 98% of the time when you're using it, you're watching something and it's, yeah. it doesn't matter how fast it's processed.
2: Although my Apple TV, I will say <laughs> feels very slow when just navigating through the menus. A lot of that feels like it might be network related, although yeah. it's like, who knows it's super fast. So I don't know.
1: Well, I want to pause for just a second. One second. Okay. Just one. (laughs) Um, And I I will even tie this in because I have another thing to say about the Apple TV that's that's mostly positive with a mix of negative. But it's going to tie in with sports. So here we go. Talk about the Week Four football game results. The Eagles beat the Giants, which is the only thing we really have to care about. And uh, the Washington football team lost, so that was good too. Thanks for bringing so, that up. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> so, how's your fantasy five team and a half doing? football team? <laughs> did Did a Kansas City running back or a Dallas wide receiver, or a Green Bay running back, or a Denver running back or an Indiana quarterback ruin your season? Screw it. Get a new team today over at FanDuel.com. At FanDuel, it can finally pay to be a fan. FanDuel.com is the leader in one-week fantasy football. The money's real. They're expecting to pay out $2 billion this year. Building a team is easy. Just pick your player, stay under the salary cap, and sit back on Sunday and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1. Anyone can play, uh, except for their competitors. They're no longer allowed to play on each other's side. So think you know football? Come prove (laughs) it at FanDuel.com. Uh, I have now won a total of $6 playing at FanDuel, so chew on that. Previously, I had won $1, but most recently I won 5 more, so I'm clearly great, and I'm going to retire a FanDuel millionaire. <laughs> um, I... Uh, I started Sam Bradford this week, and had he thrown fewer interceptions, that could have been really good. Uh, last week, Tyson from Orlando won six grand off a $2 entry fee in his first week on FanDuel. So I'm sure Tyson is a rebound listener. I can't swear, but my guess is Tyson's a regular listener of the rebound. He's like, you know, Lex keeps talking about FanDuel. I'm going to try it. He entered a $2 fee, uh, tournament and won $6,000. That could be you, Dan or John. Join... Join Tyson and over 1 million other users who have already won money. It's not too late. Come play with me every week this season over at FanDuel.com. Go to FanDuel.com. Click the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use our code REBOUND and sign up now. New users, every dollar you deposit. FanDuel matches up to 200 bucks that gets earned as you play. That's a bonus of up to $200. Offer is only good for the first 50 people that use our code REBOUND. Don't forget to use our code REBOUND. FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's FanDuel.com. Hit the microphone. Type in REBOUND. Do it today. So... Uh, let's talk about me breaking the law for a minute, shall we? Okay, I don't get ESPN. I dun, dun,
2: dun. you so don't understand it, or
1: I don't understand it. What's I'm the point? Who cares down.
2: about sports
1: this much? I I don't I don't get the channel, and that's where Monday Night Football is. And so the Eagles were on Monday Night Football. Now I do pay the NFL in. Like uh, Afghanistan, I think. I use, I use third-party <laughs> DNS so I can have my DNS show up in Afghanistan, and I get Game Pass so I can pay 100 something dollars a year and watch all the Eagles games streaming through my computer. Um, I can't get the iOS app that Apple uses in other countries because I can't download it here so that I could watch it from my iPad and then potentially stream it to my Apple TV. I can only do it from my Mac to my Apple TV. And I have found that when I do AirPlay mirroring from my Mac streaming the game, Uh, and then trying to further stream it to my Apple TV, it gets hiccupy and stuttery. So I didn't want to do that.
0: This is why sports is stupid.
1: Yeah. So I really wanted to just watch the game in full high definition on my TV. So I was like, oh, I bet the ESPN app on Apple TV will stream it. And then I was like, oh, I don't get ESPN. So that's not super helpful. Um, But you know who does get ESPN? Speaking of breaking the law, my in-laws. So I was thinking, oh, I'll log into their uh, cable account and watch it that way. And then Apple TV's like, Well, you tell me who your cable provider is. And I'm like, It's Optimum. And they're like, All right, go to your computer, go to this URL, and it'll prompt you to log in. I was like, No problem. But then my internet provider, Optimum, Cablevision, is like, Hey, we know your modem. We know who you are. We're going to automatically log you in and not oh. let you put in your username or password. So you can't pretend to be somebody else. I'm like, Who would ooh, ever do that, ooh, ooh. Optimum? So then I was like, Well, I must defeat them. And I did. And the way I defeated them, of <laughs> course, was having my computer connect to the internet briefly through my iPhone tethering. Oh <laughs> and my then God. I said, okay, now try to log you in. It's like, well, I can't log you. You have to put in your name and password. So I put in my in-laws password. And then the Apple TV was like, you're good to go. Then I switched everything back to my regular Wi-Fi <laughs> over their internet modem. and they cool,
0: now, now let us return to the initial discussion about how silly Dan is about his Star Wars <laughs>
1: <laughs> At no point did I cry.
2: <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, because it sounds like a tearful situation.
1: I spent most of the game taunting Casey Liss on Twitter.
2: Well, you know, hey. Can't blame yeah, me for that. So,
0: so then it was worth it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was worth it. Anyway, All right, now get it. The point is cable companies suck. I don't know if you guys know that.
2: Oh yeah. Hey, yes. Totally know that. Familiar I thought that was bash. the theme of this podcast. Remember last week when I wasn't on part of this podcast?
1: <laughs> Do you know how much we had to pay them for that, by the way?
2: <laughs> yeah and they miss too because people want lex to be quieter not me <laughs> right Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. just that one guy
1: my gain is way lower now
2: yeah i'm very <laughs> happy about that
1: yeah you're um, coming, you're coming too in too hot coming in too
2: hot uh so oh, that's like
1: that line in the star wars trailer that dan hasn't seen yet i'm out, <laughs> I'm out. that was also a line <laughs>
2: uh...
1: <laughs> that's that's when luke skywalker admits that he's gay
2: John Moltz and Lex Friedman are idiots. Was that line in the trailer?
1: Uh, no. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sure. Well, I think on. I think Jar Jar Binks had that line.
0: Actually. I, I got to watch it again.
1: <laughs> I've
0: only seen it fifty
1: times actually, so far. Why don't you watch it now and let Dan just hear the audio from?
0: I you? will. I will literally hang up on you.
2: <laughs> that's that's how we lost him last week. <laughs> um. So did you guys see that Tim Cook was at this like? wall street journal event last night that's how it, we
1: know about the old uh, apple tv coming
2: out. yeah right right well there's a bunch of other stuff you're
0: announcing it during the football game when the star wars trailer was <laughs> yeah smart because so many people were paying
1: yeah. attention my impression is that tim cook said the following things a lot of people are using apple music and we're totally making a car that's what so right. i'm trying yeah right oh,
2: and, oh, and, so the
0: apple and, and we
2: only sold five watches <laughs> yeah and they're all four of them are on tim cook's wrists um <laughs> So Cook said, he says, Apple Music is 6.5 million paying customers and 8.5 million still on free trials. So I guess you could sign up for a free trial after the initial kickoff, right? Like if you didn't start until like September, so you can do it. Does it still give you three months or just one month?
1: Uh, I believe, I don't know.
2: I'm just curious because like, it seems like that's, you could, three months is a long time, man.
1: Yeah, they really want you to get into it.
2: Didn't work for me, but
1: (laughs) yeah, I stuck with Rhapsody. Moltz hmm. um, stuck with albums Music he keeps buying albums. Man standing, right? <laughs> God, <laughs> so, just, just, Tim Cook shell. has a special spreadsheet. I, I have not bought just, an
0: album in a long time. It's it's just, just, John
1: Moltz revenue is like, we, this, this is our guy.
2: Yeah, it's all working it's out. The Bezos chart, where it's just off those charts.
1: Tim Cook is like, let's just keep putting on Apple TVs. He's going to buy them all.
0: Tim and Schiller sit down and figure out ways to screw me.
1: No wonder he follows you on Twitter. Exactly. Um,
2: so six point five million isn't bad, but it's also not great, right? Like I don't that's... Know.
1: it's it's pretty great to be honest. Six point five million recurrent subscribers paying ten dollars a month—that's sixty-five million in revenue every month. That is yeah. Not a they
2: trick. had no. I'm not saying it's not money. I'm just saying compared to that's... the amount of people that they had, uh, like it felt like they they gave numbers earlier. I can't remember what they were now, but they had numbers during the trial period about how many people were signed up, and I oh, feel right. like. The, the conversion rate, which we talked about at that point, I guess it's probably, what was it, like 11 or 12 million, I think, we had for subscribe for, like, people during the free trial period. So if they had 6.5 million, so they're, like, they're a little better than 50% retention, which is which is about, I think, what we expected.
1: My employer has a subscription business that, you know, is primarily on iPhones and stuff and Android phones, too. And, like, that retention level from their free trial strikes me as great. Like, they're all, like assuming that more of their free trials continue converting for the rest of the year, like, year two should be more than a billion dollars of revenue. That's that's not chump change.
2: No, although for Apple, it kind of <laughs> is. Yeah.
1: It's Apple chump change.
2: Yeah, is that, which is great for the rest of us. Yeah. Um, that's fine for Apple.
1: I would take a billion-dollar revenue business.
2: I I would take it to the bank. <laughs> I can't you can't sell it. And then, <laughs> and then I keep doing what I'm doing. I would like to just remove, have a lot more money. Yeah, I would like to withdraw my billion dollar business in small bills, please. Um, and yeah, Spotify
1: the, has 20 million paying customers. Yeah,
2: they, Spotify still outclasses them, no question, at least right now. That number may grow. We'll have to see. I'm curious to see what happens when they sort of decide to make. I feel like there is a point at which they're going to have to decide to tweak some things with Apple Music. And I will be interested to see when that happens and what that entails. Um, Because I think that could provide sort of the next big wave of people going back as if they, you know, rejigger some stuff and offer some new features or, you know, clean some stuff up a lot. Because, you know, at this point, we've all seen what Apple Music has to offer. And if you're not going to subscribe, you're not going to subscribe. I haven't missed it terribly since unsubscribing. There's been a couple instances where it's like, oh, I want to listen to this thing. And it's fine if I'm in front of my computer because I can fire up Spotify and just listen to an album or something. Um, it's a little more annoying if I'm in the car or walking yes. or whatever. And it's, it's like I
1: miss it in the car because, like, at home we have Alexa, right? So we tell it, play this song, and it just does it. But if you're in the car and you want to hear a specific song or a specific yeah. album, it, like, until and unless Apple lets you use Siri hooks and third-party apps, like, I want to tell Rhapsody, hey, play the Hamilton soundtrack, and I can't. Uh, so that's where I miss it the most.
2: Right, and the the upside to that for me is that I run through a lot less data.
1: <laughs> you gotta switch to T Mobile, man. The data doesn't even count when it's music.
2: <laughs> I, just, I just, I, I, yeah, no. I only finally got the whole thing settled with our family plan, so I can't switch everybody to T Mobile now.
1: <laughs> True. Well, so I want to talk about what Tim said about autonomous driving and cars and whatnot. But guess who's back, guys? Our old friends at.
2: Softlayer.
1: SoftLayer. They deliver a cloud built for transparency. Your business's applications and computational workloads are unique. So you deserve cloud resources that meet your specific needs, Dan. Dan, yep. SoftLayer is one of the only cloud providers that provisions dedicated servers and virtual servers from a single seamless platform, all on demand, all connected to the same open API, all connected to a global private network, allowing you to scale your workloads up and down quickly and have ample space for your storage intensive tasks. SoftLayer is an IBM company. In fact, IBM uses SoftLayer's its cloud infrastructure foundation for all IBM cloud products and services. Even if you're not looking for infrastructure, and why wouldn't you be? You can benefit from SoftLayer infrastructure when you use platform or software services for IBM cloud. All of our listeners have the opportunity to get $500 of cloud infrastructure by visiting softlayer.com slash podcast. You can order bare metal servers which is also known as dedicated servers, in case you're unclear, virtual servers, storage, networking, and security devices from your choice of data center. SoftLayer has 24 data centers around the world, and all of those servers and services are connected to SoftLayer's unique network of networks, which separates public, private, and management traffic, ensuring that traffic to and from your cloud infrastructure travels more efficiently. You can automate and control your cloud infrastructure with a granular API or in the easy-to-use SoftLayer customer portal. Now listen. You guys have heard us talk about layer a lot. There's a percentage of you who are like, what the hell are you people talking about? <laughs> and then there's another percentage where you're like, wow, I totally get that. That's interesting. You've heard me say it so many times, it's time to act. Go to Soft, if you're one of those people. Not to be the people like, what is he talking about? If it doesn't make sense to you, you can feel free to ignore This is the part where you can go clip your toenails. But the rest of you who know what I'm talking about Act now. Go to softlayer.com slash podcast. That's S-O-F-T-L-A-Y-E-R.com slash podcast to get started with $500 off server, storage, network, and security on a cloud built for transparency from SoftLayer. And if you're going to be a cloud, you might as well be transparent. So uh, it's valid for, for, for new customers, up to $500 off your first order for the first billing cycle of services and services with any of SoftLayer's data centers around the world. So go do it. Thanks so much Best to SoftLayer.
2: Best of all, they if if because they deliver a cloud built to your needs. If you don't want to see the Star Wars trailer, SoftLayer will not show you the Star Wars trailer. That's that is how unless much they care about us. Unless you're Dan, why <laughs> no? That was a Star Wars reference for people who've seen the movie. That's true. I
1: oh, can vouch for that. There's that thing. Is that like like Darth Vader yells "No"? Is that what that is? Yeah, yeah you're is
0: all that? you're all over this. You got it, Dan. You got it there. What's your name? <laughs> Which one? Are, which one are you? I'm John which one Alton. am I? Uh, I'm John Maltz. <laughs> I'm Lex Friedman. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> what, what, did, did, nice? what did Tim Cook say about cars? Because like, I missed oh, that part.
1: Okay. So the only part,
0: the only part, the only I only heard the part that I wanted to hear, which was, when is the Apple TV coming?
2: Cars. Yeah. Yeah. The right. auto I'm like, industry. Like, dog.
1: The auto industry quote is at an inflection point for massive change, not just evolutionary change. Cook said, self-driving cars, electric vehicles, and software's growing importance are the key components of the big shift. In the short run, Cook said his company is focused on improving the information and entertainment systems in cars through its CarPlay service, aiming to offer an iPhone kind of experience in the car. However, he added he declined to talk about Apple's interest in making electric car, but made it clear that the industry upheaval gives outsiders an opportunity to break into the business. Quote, autonomous driving becomes very much more important in a huge way in the future. So first of all, not a great extemporaneous speaker because that's a weird sentence, but pretty interesting. And I should credit Market Watch because that's whose quotes I'm reading. So now you know. Now I feel less guilty.
2: So all of that seems to suggest to me that it's basically at a point where it's like um – I feel like they're they're hinting at it, right? Like, again, I don't know. I, the whole car thing at this point is is just too too hard to dismiss. Um, but they're you know whether or not that turns into an actual product is, I think, still an open question.
1: I I think the thing that I realized when I was reading this story this morning that makes me nervous about an Apple car because I would totally want one, just like I want a Tesla and don't have one, is. Uh, they're going to have to, if it's going to be a self driving autonomous car, it's going to have to launch without any Apple Maps style snafus, right? If the autonomous car <laughs> takes you to the wrong place, that's really bad. No one will buy that car. It's fine if you get navigated to the wrong place and you're in control, but if it just takes you to the wrong place, that's really bad. <laughs>
2: That, that would be expensive. Yeah. Depends how far off you are too. like where you're in the trapped in the car and it seems to be driving you down the highway away from where you want to go and you're just pounding on the windows.
1: Let me out.
0: Although really, isn't that what happens sometimes with Uber?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it going to be is it actually going to be any worse?
2: Yeah, it's um. so here's the thing. I mean, I don't know. I, I So I just got them. Um, Boston just got transit directions this morning or yesterday, I guess, for Apple Maps. Actually work now, um, but I noticed as I mentioned in my six colors write up, they do not support uh, live. The, the The MBTA has a API that essentially is hooked into GPSs on the buses and trains, so you can actually get live predictions about when they'll arrive, rather than just using a schedule. Uh, Apple does not appear to be taking advantage of live predictions in any of its transportation, according to uh, an email I I, uh, received from somebody in in San Francisco who had noticed this with the uh, San Francisco area transit as well, which seems dumb. Um, (laughs) I understand that it might be harder to integrate, but it's real in Boston. You cannot trust the bus schedules. Right. Uh, it just is not reliable enough. you got to have the live predictions or else you could be standing in like a blizzard for like 20 minutes waiting for a bus. Um, so are,
1: I, are yeah, the predictions good? Like do the buses have technology on them? That they have GPSs. Oh, yeah, they
2: yeah. have GPS on That'll the bus. So they're not always 100% right because, you know, they estimate based on the distance and traffic variability and whatever. But their margins of error are pretty good for the GPS as opposed to for the schedule. Um uh, and some routes are better than others and what have you. Uh, but especially last year that he was in our, with our snowy that last year, it was totally hosed. So, you know, that's, that makes it a, a tough proposition to trust any data. Um, but, you know, like you said, in terms of that, like if I'm extrapolating from that into something in an autonomous car, and, and I think this sort of about all autonomous cars, like Apple, I think gets grief because of the fact that they had this whole map snafu, but. I'm not convinced that Google is going to be that much better at it because I just think it's a it's a hard problem in general. Um, And so I guess the Tesla also rolled out last week. They have like limited autonomous ish driving stuff for highways. Um, But you're still not supposed to take your hands off the wheel and it's still not regulated (laughs) by the government. So like you the thing is, you could, but they can't say that. Right. Like they can't say, oh, yeah, like this is totally safe (laughs) because it's not been tested.
1: The car warns you, right? If you don't have some kind of contact with the steering wheel, it'll does it. I didn't even know that. Uh, so yeah, after after two minutes or something of no contact, maybe it's less than that. It'll it'll make a noise. I don't think it it'll, stops autonomously driving.
0: It'll whisper. It'll whisper, "Honey, wake up. We're here. Touch me. <laughs>
2: Mom. Hey, hey, hey."
1: <laughs> that's the same voice I have to use hey, to Uber. make sure the Roku go back. That's right. Um, it's the
0: yeah. It's powered by the by the Roku. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they they use that technology in a lot of places, Dan. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I want a self driving Apple car. I want a self driving Tesla too. I want them all. I want a garage full of cars that do things that cars didn't you want, you want, do. You want like,
2: electric self driving cars. Yeah. You want cars like like we've got set top boxes. <laughs> yes. Every time a new electric self driving car comes out, Lex just has to buy it and see so yeah, if it works better got, than just the old
1: one. It's got to have it.
2: I uh, I drove in a. Um, uh, one of the smart cars for the first time this past weekend.
1: Those are very tiny.
2: They're very. They're actually surprisingly <laughs> large in terms of being a, a tall person. Like, the headroom is actually very good. If you don't need to transport anything, it's perfectly fine. Right. When you're um,
1: inside the car, it's like, oh, I'm in a regular car. Until you yeah. turn around. And you're like, oh, half There's the car no is trunk. missing. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. Um, but I was impressed by it. Like, it's not a super powerful car or anything. But it's super, it's <laughs> great to park. Let me tell you that. Um, so, you know, seeing something like that. Uh, it certainly opens up a lot of other possibilities. I like that, that we're trying different things with cars. Um, I like that we're making smaller cars and electric cars and self-driving cars and, and cars that lie about their emission standards. I like most of those things. <laughs> there's, there's no
0: room for improvement in the car industry, Dan. <laughs> it's as good as it's ever going to get. It's as good. Yeah, that's right. It's
2: achieved. Did they ever make a better horse, John? I don't No, think they did not.
1: I, um, I, I'm wondering now, you know how Apple's doing I forget what they call it, but the thing that Moltz just signed up for with his iPhone where he's renting it from Apple and he can trade him in. What's that thing yeah. called? Uh, is there a name for that program? program?
0: Yeah, there is a name for it, but iPhone, it's something, it's something ridiculous. Program. Yeah, it's something it's ridiculous the, like it's it's iPhone. It's not ridiculous. iPhone it's program.
1: It's, it's descriptive. Yeah, but it's like... upgrade
0: program. But, I, but I just, it does have a catchy what name. what it's called.
1: I, that's the problem. Nobody knows? Okay. It's the uh,
0: iPhone upgrade program. <laughs> no, clearly nobody knows. <laughs> no, it's, it's, <laughs> please go ahead. It's
1: unknowable. But my point... My it's point in the Star was, Wars trailer. Is there a chance that Apple does that with cars? Right. Is there a chance that they say like these cars <laughs> would be too expensive um, to just buy and own forever? But short you know, answer: trade them in.
2: If they're not doing an, an Apple Watch upgrade program, then they're not doing a car upgrade program. Okay. But that doesn't rule it out. There could be an Apple Watch upgrade program at some point in the next few years. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't see why there wouldn't be. Well, we talked about this. This was one of the big things that we discussed before the watch came out: is would it be upgradable? Um, You know, just in terms, we at the time we were speculating on sort of a mechanical technological thing where they could pop out that S one unit and just pop in a new unit. That does not appear to be possible. But there's nothing saying they couldn't do that in the future, uh, or just let you swap your watch for a new watch within. I think,
0: yeah. I mean, I think if they're going to do it, but it's not going to be like it's not going to be a trade in program. It's going to be a lease thing where you just you sign (laughs) up your watch. It sounds
2: so dumb.
0: (laughs) I know, doesn't it? But uh, you know. Yeah, that's seventeen thousand. You get it, like gold. What, what, watch. Would it what, what would it be? It would it be, be like ten bucks a month or something, right? Or more. Uh, than Fifteen. Wait for what? For what level though? For like, you well, know, I, mean, I guess yeah, maybe t- fifteen to twenty, right? Because yeah. the least unless for the you're phone an is yeah, unless you're getting an edition. Yeah, I mean the least for the phone is like thirty-two or thirty-three. So, and the watch is substantially less than the phone. Is somebody doing the math?
1: No, I'm just thinking. Like <laughs> Apple does not. Or did have you guys just? hard. <laughs> <on>.
0: You're bored <laughs> by this lease discussion. Apple doesn't have
1: the, um, the 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 retail space right now to sell these cars. So are, are they are they aware of that? I well, like oh, so like we that. Were, interestingly though,
2: Tesla just opened. I think within the last few months, opened a dealership in the mass, in the Boston area. Prior to that, their storefront was in a mall. Like they right. had the like a car in like a little storefront in a mall, and that was their showroom. Yeah. So you could do it, but and yeah, I don't see I it's not the setup. I wouldn't see I, them. How starting.
0: many cars can you fit on one of those tables yeah. anyway? I don't think. I don't think they'd start out with more than one anyway, or at least not much more than one. Well, they'd have the addition, the gold plated one. <laughs> well, I don't think it's going to be. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. You're I got saying it. more than one uh, car. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, no. They'll definitely have more than one car. Let's make it interesting. We Let's can't all share that.
2: one car, guys. No, no, no.
1: Because they're gonna, it's going to be by range, right? It's not going to be by storage or anything else. It's, it's going like to be Tesla. by range. Exactly. You're going to be able to get like the 200-mile range or the 1,000-mile range.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. That I'll believe. But okay. as far as design goes. Oh, no. There's going to be and one I
1: design, it's stainless stainless and it's going to come in different steel. colors. Yeah,
0: that's fine. I'm on, on, I'm, good on, good I'm on board with that. Is but the thing is, here's Bondi Blue. Is it? Yeah. Well, OK, so that's my question is basically is what's wow. it going to look like? Is it going to be is it going to be, uh, you know, sort of
2: cutesy or is it going to be cool? Well, OK, you take an you take one of the old CRT iMacs and you just stick four wheels on it. <laughs> I,
1: I think that they would go for. No, it's, it's going to be more like iPhone, Apple Watch sleek versus iMac different is my guess. Like I think they're going to say, let's make the coolest version of this form factor versus let's make something that looks like nothing else on the market is my guess.
2: So you're saying like Smart Car versus Tesla? I'm
1: you're saying just, I think they will go sci-fi channel. Movie no, I think they will go more Tesla than Smart Car. Like I they're agree. going to want it to look, look. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: okay.
0: I wasn't. sure. Sh- you know, I don't know that I have a opinion. Well, we'll consider
2: this. Consider that the all right uh, but <laughs> but, I, but I, I I
0: would rather them go cool than
2: go. Well, I'm saying, consider the 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 Optimus. a lot of the influence from this is probably going to be from Johnny Ive. Johnny Ive is a huge car enthusiast. Johnny All Ive right. drives and drives an Aston Martin. Aston Martins look like pretty damn cool. So true.
0: I don't <laughs> Aston think Martin is not exactly.
2: Yeah, I, I think if it's if, if you want to go to like eating your own dog food, I don't think Johnny Ive is going to be driving around in a little iMac bubbly car. And <laughs> uh, now I'm picturing Johnny Ive driving around eating dog food out of a can. He's got like a Harpo Marks like horn on the car too. And he's like hunched over and just squeaking that like beep, 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 That's my
1: car
2: horn. My Nicely done, Dan.
0: Good job. Yeah. Alright, so, we, so we've we solved that problem. Alright, next. Yeah, now all they need to do is make it. <laughs> How hard could that be? We've solved the retail problem, right? Well, they're going gonna, they're gonna to ramp up park, gradually. Really? And they're going to park one car in... The mall stores. And, uh, and then I think,
2: I think it's a gradual ramp up, right? We start with like an Apple skateboard. Uh, we go to like an <laughs> Apple bike, an Apple motorcycle. <laughs> what if it is a
1: hoverboard? <laughs> I don't want an Apple hoverboard so bad.
2: <laughs> it is October 2015 oh. and nobody has delivered on that. And it makes me upset. Well, you're talking about a real hoverboard. Well, yeah, I don't want a fake oh. hoverboard. Yeah, Well, What's not the, the point of that. Thing, just a, it's just a skateboard with no wheels <laughs> but isn't Xiaomi's coming out with a hoverboard right a lot of people are coming out with hoverboards yeah. that they don't yeah. that you use in specialized scenarios if It does not hover hank anywhere it's, it's not bad. a hoverboard hank wants a hoverboard bad. well i wanted he's one he's so been. badly Listen. as a kid
0: no you you're still talking about a real one though so well, stop yes
2: <laughs> stop talking about the real one <laughs> well i mean not the one but thing it's not it's, happening okay <laughs> look i know for a fact when i was a kid Mattel made them, but they were too dangerous. (laughs) They couldn't sell them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they're in a they're in a like a dump someplace in Arizona with all those et cartridges. It's the et cartridges.
2: Well, you know, and that was one of the things that was fascinating to me. The older when I the older I got, and I thought about that, and I thought about not to bring it all the way back around to Star Wars again, but I used to think about things that we quote unquote knew about the Star Wars story that was not in the movie. Like, like Darth Vader falling in a pit of lava. That was known. Oh, yeah, you yeah. Know. And it's like – it, what impresses me about that is the fact that today you've got the internet, you've got Twitter, you've got all these different resources in which it's like it's not possible to have things that seem like unknown, right, about these things because everybody's collecting these trivia and combed through all the little details. And if Mattel made a bunch of hoverboards and, and like secretly withheld them, someone would find out. And just like, why your plan to not know anything going into the movie is it's, not going to work. It's, no, it's super great. Um, but my, my i always just fascinated by the idea that, you know, 30 years ago – when we were you know, younger and there was no – that like as a transmission medium mm-hmm. did not exist. It's not like there were people on TV or you getting like in the newspaper talking about these things. There was like this complicated network of, of like kids who were like repeating – oh, my uncle's cousin said this, this, and this.
0: Did you not subscribe to Starlog though, Dan?
2: Uh, Bantha Tracks actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's where you get that information. Yeah, but I mean the 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 Back to the Future thing just amazes me with the virality of like knowing that as a kid and then finding out when I grew up Which that like not that, true that, though that, in, that one in particular no, but like the fact true. that other people knew like that rumor was right. widespread geographically mm-hmm. people in in like California and Boston know about the same thing, even though there was not necessarily an easy way to like viral way to transmit that information. So I just, I find it a fascinating way that it passes that stuff like passes through culture. That and the time, t- the time that Rod Stewart got rushed to the hospital.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's another show.
1: <laughs> Rod Stewart once, once bought me a Coke, just so everybody knows.
2: And he bought the world a Coke actually. And then mm. he taught him to sing. That's a different guy. Oh, no. <sighs> All right, are we done? I don't know. I feel good.
1: Okay. Like, I'm also really. Yeah, well, that's hungry. what's. In, that's yeah, what's. That's what's important.